Yes. And then is it on this one? Yeah, it's this one here. Okay. And then the third page is a North American liquefied natural gas export terminals that are proposed, not yet approved. Um, so it's another 11 billion cubic feet. If these all went came to fruition, then we're adding a total of 41 billion cubic feet of exports. We're currently at 14. That would put us at, uh, what, 55 billion cubic feet. We only produce 100. We currently consume 85-ish and export 14. Well, if we consume 85 and in the next five to seven years, we're going to export an additional 30, that means our the amount that we can consume domestically is going to drop to by 30, down to 55, unless we drill a whole bunch of natural gas wells. Exactly. So now, have you seen, are we going to be, so what do you think is going to happen here? A combination of the two? We're going to be drilling combination more, of the two. but our personal prices supply go, is going to go down. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, prices are going to go up and production and drilling is going to go up. Well, drilling is going to go up, but then also if we have less supply here for us, right? So if prices currently we have triple. access to 86, if we currently have access to 86 for our own supply, and let's say yeah. it drops down to 70, then prices are going to go up because the demand is higher than the supply. Bingo. So they're going to screw you <laughs> while they make a lot more well, money and promise you climate change. Right. And again, this falls right in line, a document we haven't covered yet, but I read it in, I think it was a UN document. They want to take 30% of the agriculture, agricultural land out of commission. They want to take 30% of the fisheries out of the commission to drive prices higher. They literally say this. This is not me making it up. They literally put this in writing. Yeah, so well, you, you along the lines of all the inflation. They want inflation. Exactly. Well, you, you've seen the video, I'm pretty sure, of the guy. I can't remember if it was World Economic Forum panel where he's talking about giving people a shot, like a needle that makes them allergic to meat. So they'll just stop eating meat. You're like forcing yeah. them to stop eating meat by giving them a needle that makes them allergic to meat. And so it's the same thing here. Like, okay, um, and let me just tie this in, folks, to the technocracy stuff and Howard Scott. If you remember what Howard Scott said was that there was a rail car, right, or a trolley. And people were standing on the outside track, the platform on the trolley. And the cops didn't want it to happen, and the government didn't want it to happen because people could get hurt. So they hung up signs and said, don't stand on the track on the uh, platform. Didn't work. The cops started to arrest people. Didn't work. The regulators made laws against it. Didn't work. The engineer comes in and he goes, here's the new trolley. It doesn't have a platform. Problem solved. Well, think about how the engineer would work in this situation. If you don't want people eating fish or you don't want them eating meat, you get rid of the fish and you get rid of the meat. Pretty damn simple. Also, there's a there was a pilot. Well, not really a pilot. It's rolled out in Iran, I think, May of this year, um, where the price of bread, like the food inflation, has gone really high. So what they did is they said, okay, you can pay the high price, or if you get the digital ID, we'll give you a discount. <laughs> That's great. 
That's what they used to do. And uh, one day I'll talk about that on the show and tie it into this. But when I was fighting against the city in New Haven, Connecticut back in 07, and they were pushing forward this illegal alien ID card, and the whole thing was tied to a banking scandal. But that's what they used to do. They would go, if you come and get the city ID, we're going to give you a free bag of popcorn. And then eventually you could use it as a library card. And then they couldn't sell enough, so then they got local companies to do uh, oil change discounts, free donuts you know they kept adding 50 60 yeah. 70 different perks for you to go get this stupid id card that did nothing other than let you into the city gym but the idea was they were working to get around the patriot act so they could open up bank accounts at a bank that the elites owned and get mm-hmm. illegals who were working for generally cash back then to bring their cash i mean the, the grifts are the same grifts and the same scams over and over like uh, we talked about with um with uh, Donnie Brasco, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I should have had that clip ready for today. Maybe I'll work it in when I edit this. But there's a clip of <laughs> yeah. Donnie Brasco where they're all inside uh, the clubhouse, basically, and the boss, Michael Madsen, is all pissed off, and he goes, "It's the same schemes, it's the same scams. You guys need to come up with something new." You know, and that's basically. <laughs> but why would these guys have to come up with something new, Jim? And they keep getting away with it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So this last uh, little little document here, this just shows you how long it takes to build an L- uh, liquid financial gas export terminal in the U.S. It just says, you know, four to six years, five to seven years. That just goes, so it's not me making it up, folks. It's their documents. I'm not an expert in construction. You'd have to go to Bechtel because they, they build like 30% of these things. But the point of this again, being it, is It's in these- direct contradiction to international climate goals. <laughs> Exactly. When it's all of the partners, uh, you know, per- partners in these projects that are actually building these, it is the, um, uh, you know, the, the regulators and the government, the of, uh, yeah, the governmental yep. officials that could stop it and everything that are not. Um, now, when they're using, um, let's say bank for international settlements down to blackrock larry fink you know building a portfolio of companies then forcing those companies to adopt esg policies what do you think the whole point of that stuff is is that to get those companies to force them into spending some of their earnings on continuing the marketing campaign like you said Tesla's part of the marketing, windmills are part of the marketing, solar panels are part of the marketing. That creates the illusion that we're fighting against climate change. Like if you go buy a a Prius, you know, you're fighting climate change. You're part of the club. Yay! Is that why they're using ESGs to force these companies to have to play along with this stupid stuff? I I think it's two things. I think it's one, the ESG is the new... We know carbon credits is the end goal. So some kind of social credit score, carbon-related credit score is coming. And ESG is like the the first version of that. So I think that's part of it. Because you read read these presentations from like Exxon or whoever, uh, like the EOG company I just talked about earlier, where they're going to spend $5 billion next year drilling for oil and gas, right? But if you, in that document, in that same 10-page PowerPoint, it's got the word sustainability like six times. Yeah, well, I, I was going to say, it, 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 well, and this is the funny thing, Jim. So if you're on the board of directors, it doesn't matter what company, just say like Walmart or something. And 
you know, I mean, you know, big deal here. And all of a sudden you're going to be forced into ESGs. And then you start looking at, you hire a guy like, let's say you, they go, Hey Jim, hire that guy as a consultant. I want to go through these documents. And you start highlighting stuff like this and handing it over to one of the guys on the board. And he goes at the next meeting, what's this ESG crap? We're not, they're not actually even doing this guys. Look at this. This is all fake. None of it makes sense. But they need to be bullied into submission to be part of the club. It's like people that, you know, you and I would go in the grocery store at the height of COVID land, the high school theater production, and there's plexiglass sneeze guards and stickers on the floor, and you have to stand six feet apart. And you and I know it's not working. It does nothing. But at a certain point, we just stand on the dotted line because we need to buy our groceries and get the hell out of the store. You know, and so you play along with it. I mean, is that part of this? Because... It reminds me of like what we just experienced in the hospital. It's just high school theater. It's like fake. You're living in live action role play. There are people that know it's fake, but somehow they agree to play along with it. Like the doctors at the hospital cannot believe right. that wearing a double piece of toilet paper on their face is saving anyone's life. Yet for some reason, they're willing to do it and enforce it. Yeah. So you got to think back. This is coming from the Bank of International Settlements. And when you're reading these bank documents, like the IMF or World World Bank or BIS documents, they're, they're talking about climate change is affecting the financial system. Climate change is affecting the banking system. Well, let's get in the real world. Okay, outside of a tornado ripping up a Bank of America branch, <laughs> how does higher temperatures affect banking? Right. How? I, I can't think of how climate change is a major risk to a bank. But when you read their documents, they're not really talking about the actual bank. They're talking about the, the portfolio companies that the banks lent money to is the quote unquote risk. So if they collapse the banking system, the risk is not that, that temperatures one degree higher set all the branches ablaze. That's not the risk. The risk is that the oil and gas companies kept drilling for oil, and so the loans defaulted, right? right? So this ESG stuff, it's a credit score for companies to get money from the banks because the right. banks are implementing this quote-unquote climate risk into their credit model, if you will, okay, and their accounting model. So in order to get a loan, you have to have ESG or sustainability all over your PowerPoints, all over your website, all in your press releases, but you can keep doing what you're doing. Now, let me just ask you before you go, because I know you got to wrap up for today. But do you think that is because uh, well, BIS actually believes in climate change? Or is that because once they had yeah. these companies fully integrated with the sustainability and all that nonsense, then one, they're pushing the marketing scheme of climate change. And two... All those so-called private sector companies that we know since COVID land, the high school theater production are not really very private at all. They're all embedded inside the government. It's one big partnership is that they're going to start to be the ones who help introduce uh, the carbon credit CBDC system to the public. Like they're going to probably start rolling that out through Walmart and rolling that out through Target and all of these uh, grocery stores and such. Right. They don't want the, the politicians to roll it out. They want the companies to roll it out. 
Yes, and I think what they do is they utilize the companies, again, WWE Wrestling, they utilize the companies to look like they're sort of battling back against an inefficient government. That's part of why I believe they allowed the lifting of the veil of all the corruption and criminality and treason and sedition the last seven years. Uh, Why that veil was intentionally lifted, uh, that's part of what I think Trump's job was to do. Because then it gets everyone to go, oh, they're so corrupt. And then when a so-called private sector guy like Elon Musk comes about and he goes, the government's inefficient, but I'm going to save you with brain chips and electric cars and android robots and all this nonsense the people go yay tony stark is coming to save us and so that is how i mean that was like dogecoin and all that that was quite obvious that was the beginning of a push to further market the idea of digital currency uh obviously uh, Elon Musk started off, uh, so did Peter Thiel, with PayPal, which was sort of the beginning idea of digital transfer of money back and forth between individuals. So that that's kind of how I see it, is they're lining up these companies, they're getting them on board, any CEOs, any executives, any board members that aren't going to cooperate, they're getting, over the last 10 years to now, are getting pushed out. You're out of there if you're not going to get on board with this, because you guys are going to be the ones who actually implement this system. Well, it's got the social engineering aspects of it, too. If all these corporations are doing it, then most people are followers, right? They're not leaders. Most people are followers. They're going to follow the herd. If you get all these corporations doing it, they're going to guilt people into following them. 100%. I mean, there's something going on now where Disney is rolling out uh, basically virtual reality uh versions of all their rides and stuff i think some of the movies well i mean think about it if you want to market virtual reality and metaverse type technology you roll it out through one of these companies like disney and the next thing you know you've got you know 112 million children across the world that are putting on vr headsets and going inside the metaverse bam that's a huge uh group of people that you just moved into the metaverse yeah yep and that is how it's done. All is right, that the last I, document we had? That's the last one. So any final thoughts on uh, this episode here? Yeah, so just to let the people know, I mean, the first episode we proved with their own, you know, with the real science and, and their own documents that climate change is A, a hustle, and B, a green grift. It's, it's combined. And today we showed that, yeah, they're talking about climate change and they're talking about going wind and solar and EV cars, but they're not really doing it in practice. So why? And those, that's the future episodes. We're going to get into why they're polar opposites. Yes, definitely. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to that because you're going to break down BIS uh, International Monetary Fund. We're going to eventually work our way into uh, universal basic income and central natural bank asset currency. companies all of it yep yeah and show the whole entire system and this is all part of like you just uh how did you say it before you said anything that we're witnessing in the world uh does not have a singular purpose right right that's how you framed it that was perfect which is true like covid did not have a singular purpose uh the climate hustle doesn't have a singular uh, purpose all the pieces of it 
do not have singular purposes, and they also keep running a problem-reaction-solution loop at the same time. And every solution they come up with creates a thousand new problems that they get to manage and that they get to find new solutions for. And this is this is just the constant social engineering on a loop moving you towards a further um, further into the slave system. And that's basically what's happening here. And so hopefully you'll have a good understanding of how this all works to try to figure out how to insulate yourself as best as possible and you can make decisions on how much of this stuff you're willing to put up with i mean at the end of the day we're all individuals we're going to tackle these problems um from different angles uh but but unless you really understand what's going on you have no chance at uh fighting back against it or avoiding it that's correct all right jim we appreciate it all right. Well, good luck yeah. um, at your business meeting. I know you you were great and gracious to pull over there at the side of the train tracks. Uh, <laughs> to, the right uh, side of the train tracks. <laughs> the right side of the train tracks. All right, Jim. Well, thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, check out Jim on Twitter at Wide Awake. You can also join pain.tv slash gold and find Jim on there or DM me on there, and I'll give you a link to his information and if you join the hotwire at pain.tv slash gold you can access to some of the other episodes that jim has done with mike moore over at the thomas Payne podcast and uh definitely check out episode 80 on uh, pain.tv slash gold because that has the same thing it's a four-hour episode explains the whole climate hustle and by the time we're done with this folks you're going to know exactly how these matrix prison planet wardens plan to control you even further all right folks check us out the dust and gold standard on apple podcast leave us a five-star review and a comment we appreciate that very much i am dust and gold this is the dust and gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold the matrix is a computer generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. <laughs>